0: Hello everyone, just a quick note to say that this is part two of our Blair Drummond Safari Park review. If you would like to hear part one, just go back, it should be the last episode in the feed. Um, So go back, listen to that first, and then listen to this second part. Um, If you're rejoining us, thank you so much for coming back. We're so, so grateful to have you here, and I so, 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 so hope you enjoy part two of our Blair Drummond Safari Park review. So, without further ado... Let's get started. Good morning, afternoon or evening everybody and welcome to ReZoo, the Zoo Review Podcast. I'm your host Jack Baker and today I am joined once again by my incredible co-host and fellow passionate zoo lover, the one and only Jodie McFarlane. Say hello Jodie.
1: Hello everyone.
0: (laughs) Presented (laughs) by Pangolin the Conservation Podcast This sister show promises to explore, appreciate and highlight the fantastic conservation work of zoos from around the world while also offering a perspective on the visitor experience.
1: Today we are going to be talking about Scotland's only safari park, Blair Drummond Safari Park. Found just outside of Stirling, this Africa-centric collection also features some of our favourite species from across the globe, including tigers, llamas, and our very own highland cows.
0: Yes, yeah, it fits exactly in oh, yes. with the African theme. Yeah, country. of course, exactly. why not? Uh, <laughs> as always, we're going to walk you through our day, some of our favourite memories of the safari park, the animals we loved, and some of the moments which made our visit to Blair Drummond so much fun. We will then wrap up as always, with our two stars and a wish. So, without further ado, let's get started. So we've kind of done the kind of around-the-worldy type loop. We've done the kind of, like, lunch. And then you kind of move into more of the kind of Africa-themed <laughs> section um, where you'll kind of walk along this pathway. And on one side, you have the zebras, giraffes, and ostrich, on the other side, you have the reserves where you can see on foot the lions and the kind of rhino section as well. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Shall we touch on. Oh, you hit
1: lions first. Why don't you talk about first? Lions first, yes.
0: Well, I was going to say, shall we leave lions so we get to the reserve section? Oh, if you want. Because we'll be driving around the reserve. Okay, so I let's feel like do we'll that. leave let's lions. Do so we so so see lions. the bypass
1: of the lions and then.
0: And then you see. The indoor rhino house mm-hmm. and the giraffes and stuff. So we'll do rhinos first. Okay. White rhinos?
1: Uh, southern white rhinos. Southern white rhinos. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: There are how many?
1: There well, well, Jack, <laughs> well. When I was working there, there were three. But uh-huh. now there are four. Yes. Because one of the lovely female rhinos has had a baby.
0: Called Morag. Morag, yes. yes. Very
1: Scottish name. For a little so African rhino. Cute. So <laughs> cute.
0: Um, and we were
1: lucky enough to spot Morag. The reason that we went in December was because the park closes. For a
0: I few think months. at the end of December yep. for
1: a few months and reopens in the spring. And we knew if we didn't go and see her before it closed, by the time it reopened again in March, she'd probably be massive. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to see her while she was still tiny. So we went and we caught a glimpse of her through the glass, didn't we?
0: Mm-hmm. And just so, so cute. And mm-hmm. so... But important, like, this is the good thing about that. rhinos are so bizarrely cute, because they shouldn't be cute, because they're big, wrinkly, like, <laughs> muscular things, like, they shouldn't be cute, but they are. So they have that initial, like, wow factor of, like, look, we want to stand and look at this. But then also you have the important conservation message about rhinos and the mm-hmm. fact that there are so few northern white rhinos left. Yeah. The southern white rhino, white rhino is exceptionally important as a species and as a kind of this animal that we need to protect and we need to do more about and I think they're such a great way of inspiring people to act for wildlife Mm -hmm. especially when they're little and cute Um, I think
1: they're a really good one to talk about like conservation success as well because like a hundred years ago it was thought that the southern white rhino could be extinct and then you know over the the past century they've kind of brought it back from the brink and they're now the most populous.
0: Yeah well which is great and like I get like (laughs) <laughs> that sounded so ungenuine of me. <laughs> well, that's is, well that's great. That's uh, great. Rhinos. Uh no, that's no, that is genuinely like so fantastic. And I think what's nice about this kind of space is that like yeah, you have this kind of like indoor area where you can see them close up and then you can see them out in the reserve as well. So there mm-hmm. is this kind of like nice like even though the, the the little one would be kept in so it didn't run out and just like, oh look a car yeah. Um like you were still able to see it and everything and experience that, which was really nice and, mm-hmm. and special. Any insider information that about rhinos that's fun?
1: Um, well, so normally when you go through the reserves, if you spot a rhino out there, it's Graham, who's the male. That's a, and the, that's a really funny name uh, yeah, for a rhino. I know. <laughs> and then the, the, the ladies are in the indoor bit. They do have access to an outdoor paddock, and but then they're mm-hmm. kind of in the bit that you would see on foot. It's the girls. Um. So, yeah, just people always love to know that the rhino that they saw in their car was Graham.
0: Oh, the boy. He's quite a distinguished gent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of size, is he significantly bigger, smaller, same size as the ladies?
1: He is. I mean, it's difficult to tell when you're, like, in your car because it's just like wow it's a rhino it's huge um, but yeah he will be, it'll be a bit heavier as well mm-hmm. just big big horns as well oh,
0: they are They are. there's a lot of very impressive horns going on yeah. in that house it's mm-hmm. very like I love them I yeah. love
1: them so much I didn't know that I loved rhinos as much as I did until mm-hmm. you encounter these guys and they're just
0: okay competition time oh you've worked with greater one horned rhinos mm-hmm. and the southern white rhino yeah Which is the superior rhino.
1: Uh, See, they're different. They're so different. (laughs) And someone that doesn't know rhinos would be like, what are you talking about? It's a big grey lump. But no. No, no. Like, they're so... When you know more about them, there's these little subtle differences (gasps) that make them so cool. I
0: actually have... I'm not going to name and shame the zoo, but stay here, Jodie. I Um, have something I want to show you. Jack's
1: getting up and leaving, listeners. This never happens. Where is he going? Oh, no. What do I do? Well, you're gone. Fill the time. Oh no, listeners, I've been left alone with the mic. This isn't good. Um. Oh no. Well, I can tell you a fun fact about the white rhino because people quite often ask us why is a white rhino called a white rhino when it is not white? That was great. Yeah, so it came from the, the name that they were originally given was an Afrikaans word that it's something like it translates to wide, and that's in relation to their wide mouths because they are grazers rather than browsers they have these big flat wide mouths so they got that name but then over time wide has been misinterpreted and it came out as white ah. so now that's why they're known as the white rhino and then you've got the black rhino in comparison and yeah so there's so, a fun fact did I fill the time well yes, you, or did. You, were away?
0: you did now this is so what I was going to get uh-huh. is a lot of zoos now do top trumps
1: Yes. Uh-huh.
0: Where you have it's a card game where there's animals and they have different ratings in terms of like mm-hmm. their like food or their size or like their hunting skill or whatever uh-huh. it is. Love it. And I'm not gonna name and shame the zoo. Okay. But could you tell me a problem with this top trump card, Jodie?
1: Let me see. Indian rhino. Is that an Indian rhino? No. No.
0: That's a white rhino.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at that, going like, "That looks like my rhinos." Yep. <laughs>
0: like, so that, uh, okay. This is a set of top trumps from a zoo based in the UK. But this
1: is a zoo that has it does have Indian rhinos and it also has these rhinos. Mm-hmm. So maybe they've someone who's made it's just gone. That's a rhino, but they've picked the wrong type of rhino. But oh. they also have oh. a white rhino oh, card. Oh dear.
0: That's got a picture of a white rhino it's that like looks the same. So, rhinos. Like yeah. same...
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
1: this is what I mean, though. Your average person wouldn't know that. They'd look and go, yep, it's a rhino. But when I, you know your are different... I've
0: considered emailing the zoo yeah, about it yeah, 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 because... When you
1: know the different rhinos, you know th- what they all look like yeah. and how they're different.
0: So this is not Blair Drummond, but I thought I would bring oh, it up because it's just come back into my interesting. head. Yeah. we need to. I need to have words with it. So anyway, the... you
1: asked me who's better. Yes, I did. I don't know because I like... As it, Well, we just talked about the big flat, wide mouths that these mm-hmm. guys have. They're grazers, so they're like big hoovers that go along the ground and get all the grass and the hay. But then you've got the the one-horns, who are browsers, and they've got that kind of prehensile lip, and they come and grab mm-hmm. everything. And I love the way that they eat as well. And I like, I don't know, I like the the look of the one-horns, because mm-hmm. they've, it's like they've got this big plated armour on them, like in the different mm-hmm. segments, and they just look so cool. And prehistoric, but then, oh, I do like the southern whites as well because they're just—I don't know, I don't know—I can't pick. Okay. What did Top Trumps say? Who did they pick as oh. the better? They were—we don't need to answer it. Top Trumps has done it for us. Get the cards back. So in, quick. in terms
0: of so this has, so the what they they call it an Indian rhino in their card, mm-hmm. not a greater one horned. Uh huh. They say IUCN red list they are vulnerable, so that's rank three. Whereas okay. the white rhino is near threatened, mm-hmm. so it's only a two. Right. Okay. Then we have cute factor. Oh. Both are 60. Okay. Average food intake in grams. Oh, that'd be a lot. The Indian rhino is 22,200. The white rhino is 30,400. Okay. Edge score, which we've talked about Mm -hmm. on the podcast before. Um, The white rhino is zero, but the Indian rhino is 4.6. Oh,
1: that's going to bump it up a bit, isn't it? Yeah.
0: The lifespan of both are 40. The speed of the Indian rhino is fifty-five, whereas the speed of the white rhino is only fifty, and that's in kilometers an hour. And then the top trumps rating of the Indian rhino is ninety-six, and the white rhino is ninety-eight. So I think that means the Indian rhino slightly has the edge, the greater one-horned rhino, slightly, mm-hmm. okay. slightly. Okay. But I'll take that. Okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we're not going to argue with top trumps except about their picture usage. Yes, yeah, they picked the wrong incorrect. one. Correct. Um, um, but okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, moving on swiftly.
1: We're settling the big <laughs> arguments here today.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> we have giraffes, zebras, and ostriches.
1: Yes. Big mixed species habitat, which we love.
0: Which I, I thought was really, really special and mm-hmm. actually like a really nice use of space. I thought it was a really good mix of kind of classic, iconic. African, like savanna mm-hmm. animals, like they are. It the just ones makes that you sense, like. doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Like the math is math in here with yes. this exhibit.
0: Um And I know you have a special like love for the giraffes because you worked with them a lot. Yeah. So, like, is there anything you want to say about them?
1: I just love them.
0: <laughs> anything more in depth than that? <laughs>
1: um, I. What can I say about these guys? Mm, yeah, because these are one of the animals that we do the animal encounters with. So. Mm-hmm. Have had the privilege to work up close with them. Um they are gorgeous. They are the well, the giraffes that they have at Blair Drummond specifically are hybrids.
0: Mm-hmm. So oh, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. so
1: that's because people quite often, if they know a bit about giraffes, they'll ask like which subspecies they are. Um but basically all of our girls here, they're all girls, they're hybrids. And so modern zoos will generally not breed hybrids as part of their um, European breeding programs or whatever so us by housing hybrids it means that other zoos can get on with their breeding programs without that sort of, I was going to say interference but that's not the word, <laughs> just without having them in the mix Um. so yeah, so we've got all hybrid girls here with us and it means that they've got a real mix of like colours and patterns and just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous gals Yeah,
0: they are, they're really interesting, they're beautiful animals and I think it's like a lovely yeah, just a lovely space to see them in, in terms of like, yeah, all sorts of stuff. And you've gotten some very aesthetic pictures of them during your life. So yeah, I I really cannot complain about the the giraffes at all. They are, they're fabulous. And And also
1: a good one to highlight because although it's always like, well, they're a bit of a basic one to love because everyone loves them. They're Mm -hmm. not basic, as we've said before, because they are more, well, some subspecies are more endangered than, say, elephants. Yes. So an important one to highlight.
0: Speaking of.
1: Speaking of it, look at that, look transition. At that transition.
0: So opposite the kind of ze- the gir- the, gir- the giraffes, the <laughs> the giraffes, the zebras, and the ostrich house, there is uh, the rhino house. The rhino. There is the rhino house, but there is also an elephant house. There is where there yes. is an African elephant who has a very interesting story, which I think like you will be far better prepared to tell than I. So like, yeah, could you tell us a little bit maybe about the the uh, elephant that they have at, I can at Blair tell Drummond. you
1: a little bit about her. Yes, there is lots of information about her on our website as well. Um, so the the elephant house that we have at Blair Drummond, we are basically a retirement facility for older elephants. Um so in the past we have housed a, quite a few elephants at a time. At the moment we just have one and it's a female called Mondi, and she is an older gal now. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the same age as the park actually. She is in her early 50s now. I want to say like 52, 53. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's an older lady. Um, so she's here getting lots of love and care and peace and quiet. <laughs> um, and it has been looked at in the past to maybe, you know, after the, the other girls that she lived with, obviously... What older and passed away. We did look at bringing in a companion for her but it's thought at the time uh, at this time because of her age you know and taking into account her well-being and her behaviours and things that it's perhaps just not the age for her to be getting introduced to new flatmates at the moment. So <laughs> she is uh, in there she's loving the life of luxury getting all that one on one care from her keepers at the moment mm-hmm. and she's a very very special gal. She's very well loved by yes. everyone at the park and uh, by far the most common question that I get asked about her is why is her skin so wrinkly and the answer is because she's old yeah (laughs) you tell people that and they're like what um but yes we we think about humans when we get old we get wrinkly and it is no different Mm -hmm. for this old gal so yeah she's an african savanna elephant
0: amazing oh that's so interesting and it is like it's yeah it's an interesting story i think it's an interesting kind of narrative to have and i guess it kind of reflects similarly to like the five sisters thing we talked about where they have the bears and stuff that have Mm -hmm. been had these kind of interesting life stories that then come to them to be in their care and kind of just kind of see through the rest of their lives have like this lovely kind of retirement experience and And just increase the welfare based on what they were experiencing before and i think a lot
1: of times people are like oh well you know something has to be part of a a breeding program so that it's continuing for future lines and if it's not then what's the point what's the value of it being there but it's like Mm. well not all animals are in that position because they're old or, you know, for various mm. reasons. And it's I think it's equally as important that we're not just looking after the young generations that are still popping out the yeah. kids. We have to look after the older generation mm-hmm. as well. And it's nice to see that, you know, that you've got places like that that can act as a retirement facility or, yeah. you know, rehabilitation in the case of five sisters to mm. just look after animals for other reasons as well.
0: That's the thing. And it's an interesting one because conservation is very much like, yes, the breeding side is key and so 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 like important underlies so much of the work that goes on in zoos but yes it is it's this weird thing of like well do we like do you just want us to put down exactly yeah it's like like, well you're saying that there's no value once
1: they're past their prime so to speak and that's you know so it's nice that she's there to kind of highlight that history that Blair Drummond has of looking after these older girls who might Mm -hmm. have had different life circumstances and you know it's just a nice area of conservation to be able to highlight
0: with her yeah and it's a bit different from I guess like a lot of what we've talked about before. So it's yeah. an interesting too. Yeah. Interesting. Now, we then get to a, a, a crossroads where one way you can go along the river and see the um, chimpanzees mm-hmm. and the Highland cows or you can go the other way and see cross over the kind of river mm-hmm. and see the um, lemurs. Yes. So I guess if we go chimpanzees first. Okay. Previously, there was a boat that would go up and round the Chimp Island and back but that's been paused was paused for COVID, mm-hmm. and it's kind of stayed paused for the moment. Mm-hmm. So they've, there's a, a pathway up to this chimp island that you can go and see mm-hmm. three?
1: Three, yes. Three
0: chimpanzees. Time of recording, um, yes. Yes. And when you pass... Like, and along that way, you'll also pass some Highland cows, which are beautiful and lovely. Um, And you can go out and you can see... These chimpanzees and like what wasn't really nice and serene is it feels like you're walking out through the countryside and then yeah. just all of a sudden there is this big island with chimps on it. Yeah, it's, it's a like lovely really nice.
1: space down there. It's a fairly not small space once you get down to the end of the walkway, but I think just because it's quite narrow, mm-hmm. um as you walk down this path. But yeah, on quiet days when there was no one down there for the chimp talk, it was just me stood there like and you've got the noise of the. The water and the birds and the leaves and you just felt like you were a million miles away. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really nice spot in the park even just to go and... There's some benches there, so even just to go and sit there for a little bit. Just enjoy. Just enjoy being outdoors. And I think it's good as well because sometimes you will have to sit for a little while to spot the chimps. Um. So yeah, it's it's a really nice, quiet little pocket of the park. Just Mm -hmm. feels away from the noise.
0: Yes, it is. It's lovely. It's really, really nice. And then... I guess, I know you have in previous episodes said you hate chimps because they scare you. (laughs) So could you tell us anything that made you perhaps more endeared to these chimps?
1: Yeah, I think... um, (laughs) So... I just, I think it's cool to see them living on the island, like living Mm. in that sort of habitat because it does feel... I don't want to say more natural because that implies that where they live in other collections is not natural. But just seeing them in this big open space and they forage for a lot of their own food and like they can... Just do their own thing and it just... It's like you're just seeing behaviours that you might not get the chance to see. Otherwise? Otherwise yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean i've seen them obviously when they in some of the experiences the keepers go out and they feed them and we kind of get like a front row view of them Mm -hmm. being fed as and when it happens which maybe is when they're most active and just to you know you hear about all these different behaviors that chimps have but to actually see it with your Mm -hmm. own eyes there is something even for someone like me who's previously a bit scared of chimps they're really breathtaking about it like to Mm -hmm. see them using sticks to like fish the food in from out of the water and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and just yeah, just, so cool. yeah, as much as perhaps they're not my favourite animal in the world, I have to admit they are amazing. Like when you mm-hmm. see them doing all that.
0: Interesting. Amazing. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that right. you've that's, come round. That's
1: high praise from me for a chimp. I'm, I'm yeah. getting there. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. I like that you've yeah really had a, a moment there, an yeah. epiphany. Hopefully yeah. that will continue when you go back to work at Blair Drummond. Yes. And we can maybe re 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 uh, in a year's time, Blair Drummond, and you'll be even more deeply in love with them. I doubt it, but maybe they will. Be, will be. <laughs> um be. So yes, there's that, and then there's the lemur section, which before you cross over to the lemurs, I think like something that's worth highlighting is here there are during the summer months pedlos and mm-hmm. all sorts of different like activities and there's another little gift shop I think here yeah
1: that's opened when it's busy and lots of cafe like and stuff. yeah
0: cafes and stuff so another little hub of activity here and then you cross over um, and you're in the lemur section mm-hmm. which is actually a really nice big spacious walkthrough yeah like when I we went obviously it out. was a bit colder so they were they're spending a lot of time in the indoor sections um but it was nice it was really good and it's crown lemurs black and white rough lemurs and ring tailed lemurs is that right
1: and brown lemurs too either there? yeah oh my
0: gosh there's so many lemurs yeah mm-hmm. um but no it's a really nice section and I think it is nice that they've kind of grouped all these together and plonked them all in this kind of their own little space mm-hmm. um I really really like it and I remember when it, I think I remember when it opened and it was a nice like new kind of different twist on the African theme because hmm. I think a lot of the time when people think of Africa they think strictly of lions and like that yeah. kind of aspect whereas Madagascar still part of that continent yeah. still part of the They're diversity really systems that yeah, are, yeah really important area that um, I so it's a really nice nice area mm-hmm. any fun things to mention?
1: I like that in here. It's not just lemurs. You've also got oh, Patagonian yeah. Mara. There Another random global top species. Top choices as well. There are sheep. I want to see Somali sheep? Maybe. Okay. She had a few little random entries in there too, but it's yeah. great, mixes it up. You've got things at ground level, things up high. Tree level. Excellent. Yeah. And also, a thing to mention, just because this was actually happening when we were there, when you're through in the back section where the black and white roughs are, they had um, mm. signage up about research that was taking place in collaboration with the University of Glasgow at that time.
0: Was it not to do with music or something? Yes, yeah,
1: so they were putting in... Oh, you're putting me to shame now because I can't really remember what it was about. It was basically, the lemurs had a choice of different things to interact with and I think some of them were would produce sounds, some would produce different lights and it was to see like what sort of Thing they would interact more with, and it found that they liked sound. I think it was a tunnel; like they could go through the tunnel. They this could go through tunnel the tunnel, and if they and wanted the to, they play. could listen to the music. Yeah. and they play
0: different genres of music. Yeah, yeah.
1: yes, yeah. So some re- and there's a section on the website that talks about the research going on. But that's something to highlight about the park. They do work in collaboration with local unis quite a lot, and mm-hmm. lots of research is done like within the park, and it's great. Amazing. Mm.
0: Amazing. No, that's it is. It's really really interesting, and it's a nice little section. It's something that I think like more or, like, a lot of zoos do, but not a lot of people talk about, is that research aspect. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, because with, like, for example, like, at Edinburgh Zoo, they have the Wild Genes Lab where mm-hmm. they do kind of genetic research um, and, like, all of these kind of different research projects that go on that people don't necessarily know about but should yeah. because it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, And, like, yeah, I've, like, talked to people from Chester Zoo who do behavioural research on people who visit zoos. So, mm-hmm. like, there's all this sort of research goes on and it just doesn't always get the chance to be highlighted. So I really like... Yeah, like the fact that it was there. Now,
1: um, we were, I just have to mention oh. this before we before we forget, because we were in Lemurland. I think it was like only us that were in there.
0: Oh, it was terrifying. It was
1: quiet. It was quite mm-hmm. a quiet winter. I was going to say it was quite tranquil. I was enjoying it. You've got, like nope. the, the river sort of separates you from the rest of the park. And then through the, the silence and the peace, what did we hear, Jack? Screaming. And honking.
0: And oh what the, screaming well the, the no, lemurs no
1: oh no no no, they, no it was no. horrifying i didn't I'm like it at about, all i'm talking about a different type of screaming the excited joyful screams of children and honking of horns
0: and oh, ringing of bells because santa and
1: we looked up and who did we see through the trees yes. across the river but santa
0: yes when we went at christmas yes there was santa <laughs> being dragged around on a massive sleigh that was being dragged round by a tractor yeah, um, which was covered in fairy lights, which was a real a interesting vibe. vibe. Yeah, um, I would like to see him attempt to get through the lion drive-through without being ripped to, yeah. to absolute pieces. I think but, they, um, they
1: probably did a bypass there. Yeah, I'm say but that. it
0: was it was a really lovely that thing. Real,
1: but the thing is, we didn't know Santa was coming, so we because we were just standing <laughs> in the middle of Lemurland and then just heard this. It's like oh, and we were oh, like, oh. "What on it And then someone like beeped at Santa <laughs>
0: <It was laughs> because a... <laughs> there was a car stuck by Santa, and they were getting annoyed that they couldn't. It was get
1: a pass. bit of road rage going on um someone was not feeling the christmas joy no. but yeah and we saw santa again later when we were back in the foot section mm-hmm. he went past and we saw his elves and the grinch the grinch was yes oh yes it was all happening it
0: was all happening so mm-hmm. yeah i forgot about that i forgot about that um how could
1: you forget him? i don't
0: know i really don't know but speaking of getting in cars you've yes. led us nicely onto yes. our final section which is the drive through which i feel like is the kind of main part but obviously we've already talked for an hour and a bit so we're gonna probably not cover it in huge amounts of like okay like it's not gonna be another two hours of podcast guys don't worry is what i'm saying um but it is it takes up a lot of area of the park it's this huge drive-through section broken into four bits mm-hmm. like a savannah area with african kind of herbivores lions macaques and then Asian yes. deer mm-hmm. species as well in the fourth section um, and so yeah you kind of drive around um, kind of past the lemur land area um, and through this like massive reserve um, which is really interesting and mm. really kind of fun um, so in the first section you have according I'm going to get my guidebook out mm. oh so more ASMR yep yeah.
1: I do think this is a good feature that they give you a guide so, for yes, the drive through because otherwise you, you probably wouldn't have a scoop.
0: Yep, and so in section one, African animals. The animals in the first section of the drive through are all native to Africa. And then it goes on to tell you that in there, there are white rhino, and coli cattle, greater kudu, lechwe, and eland. And yeah, it's a big old space. I will point out, and the one thing I would change, I love this guide, mm-hmm. but listeners, I'm not going to tell you which is which, but I'm going to read the descriptions. okay. So we'll start with one of them. This is the largest and slowest African antelope. It looks a little bit like a cow with long twisted horns. Have long, thin white stripes on their backs and dark spots on their legs. And in the description for one of the other antelope, a large antelope with white stripes on its back. The males have spectacular spiralled horns. And I just feel like there could be a little bit more <laughs> to just make that slightly more distinct. Yeah. Or maybe
1: a little picture of each one. A picture
0: of something. Just because like those are essentially the same description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and for people like me, like I kind of I knew what a kudu was and I knew what an Eland was, so I know yeah, but if you the didn't difference. Know. Mm-hmm. But based on those descriptions, that's not Really maybe, clear necessarily. What I was those are. I was going
1: to say put a picture in, but maybe part of the fun is as a family you Trying have to work, work out what's what.
0: I do think that, but it also shouldn't be a guessing game. Yeah, there it, yeah. it should be there more of a distinction. <laughs> yes, with them. so I do think maybe there is something there. The rest of the like the rest of the descriptions, like the Anconic Cow, White Rhino, literally, like they are more distinctly like different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is like yeah, that they're a bit easier, but that that one really particular jumped out and me. I was like maybe just do a little bit more within this guide to distinguish what's in there. Um, and so yes in case you're trying to guess the first one I described was the eland, and the second one was the Greater Kudu for anyone who's who's wondered. But no I really like this section I think yes classic big hitters like the rhinos mm-hmm. alongside more bizarre creatures. I always remember the Encoly cattle from when I was younger because they are like so impressive with yes. the massive horns yeah, quite intimidating and they something well. you don't see in a lot of places Yeah. so it, they're really quite Fantastic to see and mm-hmm. something a bit different. So I really enjoyed them, and then also I do have a soft spot for a different species of antelope. So seeing them in all of their glory as well was really fantastic. Yeah. Um, I do think and it felt a bit quiet, but then you explained to me in the winter, they take some of the stuff like offshore. Yeah, one thing
1: about like... is they do. I mean, not the bigger things like, you know, the giraffes and the rhinos, they're always where they are, but sometimes things can move about and stuff, and it'll have Mm -hmm. to change depending on time of year and what other stuff's there. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, but there was still a couple of cood. Like, you were still seeing all of the species. Mm -hmm. It was just that it didn't feel as busy as it did when I was younger. And I can't tell whether in my head that was just my childhood wonder, being like, there's so many animals, or whether there was less. So, it, it was an interesting one. But in terms of diversity, the diversity was still there. It just felt like there was less of each. Which I guess also from an animal welfare point of view is actually quite good because it gives you yeah. more space to, to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I don't know. Do you have any particular thoughts on any of these?
1: Not especially. I've no pre- favourites? or. Through. Um. Quite like the Ancoli cattle. They're mm-hmm. just, they scare mm-hmm. me a bit. Because like when you're driving around in the yep. work car and thinking if this runs at me... Yeah. different if it's my car but i'm like i don't want to be the person who's in the work car <laughs> it's like charged out by a rhino or a giant cow mm-hmm. um but yeah no it's uh i don't have much more in do you know what the thing is anyone that knows me in person knows i'm quite a stressed driver so whenever i'm going through this bit i'm normally driving in the work car which is one thing i'm responsible for other passengers in the car <laughs> so i'm just focusing on like driving mm-hmm. and not like coming off the road or like I don't know running into Graham or something like just trying (laughs) to just do make sure the windows are up like I'm just thinking about all that
0: yeah that's a big thing here actually it says please keep your windows closed
1: yes yes especially it just says keep your windows closed especially when you get into the next bit
0: which is lions yes we do love lions the second of the reserves is home to our pride of African lions the lions are kept separate from animals of the first section and you can probably guess why yes Um, because there are there's a lot of lions um, and they are big, scary cats that I feel like, <laughs> yeah, you don't realise how big a lion is yeah, until it's walking alongside your Corsa is, and you're the, like, oh my God. This <laughs> is the same
1: thing for us of like being so used to Edinburgh who have Asiatic lions. Yeah. When you then see African lions, they are chunky Bigger. cats. Yeah. like Muscular just, big cats. Yeah, you mm-hmm. forget how big they are. So, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. I like this because it can it contains fun facts about them, which, like, obviously in section one, they have to, like, squeeze in the five species. But in this one, because it's in Africa, they have their mm-hmm. own page.
1: And people know what a lion is, so you don't have to describe it.
0: Exactly. So there's, like, and because there's only one thing, you're really, like, yeah. oh, that must be it. Um, but, yeah, tells you a little bit about they live in a family called a pride. They are carnivores. Um, they are the only cat which cannot. Jodie, do you know the answer to that?
1: They're the only cat which cannot...
0: Blank. What's the word?
1: Oh, I don't think I've read the guide. I don't know.
0: They're the only cat which cannot purr, according to this guide.
1: Oh. Um,
0: instead, they roar. A lion's roar can be heard over five miles away. I, I didn't know they couldn't... I didn't know they were the only ones that couldn't purr. Does that
1: mean a tiger can purr?
0: I guess so. Oh, there
1: you go. Learning something new every day
0: because tigers can roar, Mm -hmm. but also I guess they can can also growl. Interesting. And and then it talks about the mane, and it talks about like the fact that they sleep a lot. So it's a nice little section in this, and it's a nice section to drive through as well. Slightly intimidating when they're moving around, and I've been in my little like tiny Mm -hmm. car and had like a lion right next to you. you Do feel that like heartbeat like going up? But it is. It's a magical experience, and really liked it. Really liked it. Any thoughts on lions?
1: um thoughts on the lions they spend most of their time just lying about
0: hey.
1: <laughs> they really do i think in the morning they were always quite active when they first come out and mm-hmm. then they do spend a lot of time just lounging especially if it's sunny because just a big cat at the end of the day it's going to find a puddle of sunlight and it's going to sit in it yeah <laughs> so yeah but always even when they are lying down like just to drive past them you're right they're so huge mm-hmm. it's just yeah magical always fun lovely
0: um, I just, yeah, I really enjoy enjoyed the lions. In terms of, before we move out of the African section, uh-huh. what are the kind of conservation projects that Lloyd Drummond is involved in in Africa? Do you know any off the top of your head?
1: Um, it doesn't have to be from do, these reserves. They've got one like... to do with, the, the one to do with the rhinos is, um, it's called OSCAP, I think, which stands for something like Outraged South African Citizens Against Poaching. Oh. Um, so that's a big one that they do the loads of them critching. are to do with Africa actually to the point where I'm like look on the website not as a cop out for me but because there are so many that are to do with that um, there are I think one of the, some of the vulture stuff to do with that mm-hmm. which we'll come on to vulture um, and they've worked with the Giraffe Conservation Foundation in the past and yeah quite a lot of them are Africa based which is not surprising given that it is a safari park
0: Yes, I'm sorry, I'm just looking up um, to see on the website so I can give you a list of things that they do. One Mm. second, link to the wild. Chimp-friendly crops in Uganda, that's African. Rehabilitating vultures in South Africa.
1: The Namibian Lion Trust used to be one as well, Mm. talking about lions.
0: Lemurs and livelihoods in Madagascar. Then we're about to come on to the Barbary macaques. Rhinos. Um, It is OSCAP, outraged South African citizens against poaching. Uh, Tiger fences in India, protecting wild lions in Namibia all-women wildlife protection programme, protecting pinnipeds through rescue and rehabilitation, which is sea lions, Um, supporting ocean conservation in the Galapagos, restoring white-tailed eagle to whales, uh, rescuing Scotland's marine mammals, giraffe conservation in Uganda, tagging tortoises in Mauritius, protecting Mediterranean monk seals, tracking raptors in Scotland... And that's all the ones on the website there. So mm-hmm. yeah, just like a brief rundown. But Make not all pick. of those Africa-focused, I guess. We went off track slightly. But yeah, there is like a lot of work going on there and donations being made to those mm-hmm. organisations, which is, is fantastic. Next macaques
1: macaques yes talked about them a little bit earlier because yes, obviously we, we saw them inside. on
0: food. Um, and they are found in Algeria Morocco and Gibraltar mm-hmm. Um, they are cheeky monkeys that look cute but they have sharp teeth and can bite when feel scared or threatened according to the guide yes. which is interesting and there are what feels like loads
1: yes it's a big space to be there's fair. a huge space yeah but... big space for them Um, cheeky monkeys indeed these are like your mm-hmm. classic safari park situation where they may they may go on top of your car. Um, but the, They will go I, <laughs> on top of
0: someone's car. What
1: I quite like about this drive-through is that there's the option to bypass this reserve if you don't want to take your car. If you're your a bit car. nervous. Yes, yeah. or if some cars, like a soft top or whatever, can't go through that enclosure. So there's a...
0: They can go through the lions, but they can't go through the macaques.
1: Um, I want to say, yeah. I mean... Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I, they just can't go through <laughs> at all. But anyway, there's an option for if you don't want to go through there, you don't have to
0: interesting yes lovely any fun facts about them I mean we've talked about them many they... times before because they came up in one of the other resumes. yeah
1: and I'm, I'm sure I said this in the other resume. but the, my go to fact about them is always that the difference between a monkey and an ape is the tail mm-hmm. or lack thereof and so these guys do not have tails which would maybe make you think they were an ape but they are in fact a monkey they've just adapted to not need the tail because of where they lived interesting yes and our little troop came from Gibraltar
0: oh Lovely. Were they not causing trouble or something? There was, and they had to be it was moved. years ago. There was yeah. something to
1: do with... The, I think there was maybe two opposing... Because you do not look it up when we were there. Something yeah. to do with... There was two opposing troops and they couldn't get on and they had to get rid of this group and no one could take them and the only other option would be to have them put down. So Blair Drummond said that they would give them a home so that, that did not have to happen. And they've been here ever since. Very successful breeders, this lot. Constantly new babies going on with the macaques, <laughs> which is lovely to see. Um, yes. Yeah. All around good time.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yes, I was just looking on the website there to see if I could find the information, but I couldn't see it there. Mm-hmm. But no, it's a, yeah, it's definitely an interesting story of like, yeah. And I feel like they're a really charismatic animal. It's mm-hmm. a bit interesting to have in a, a drive through. Yeah. Um, and yeah, really fantastic. I guess then, section four. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Asian animals. We have Bactrian camels, Axis deer, Nilgai, 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 like no, gay, no guy. One of the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, Persian <laughs> fallow deer, Per David's deer, and Eld's deer. And again, we are reverting back to the description, which is... are not entirely clear. I remember driving around this section being like, a small deer with a light brown coat. Okay. Has a brown coat and long horse-like face. Males have long-branched antlers. Like, have a fawn coat... And small white spots which run a straight line <laughs> on their bodies. Males have large flat antlers shaped like a hand. Pretty, A pretty deer with spotty coat and white throat. A large antelope which looks a bit like a cow with a tuft of hair on its throat. Like those descriptions to me are not distinct enough. Mm-hmm.
1: I be... will say for this section though, the deer are easier to tell apart when you can see them. So if you have that description and you can see all the deer, you can go, Oh, that's okay. that one, that's that one, that's that one. It's quite easy. Um, okay. But yes, I can see why people would be like, "Oh, it's just deer. Let's just drive past." Yes, but actually, there's quite a lot avoid. there. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I feel like the I would maybe alter those descriptions just slightly to make it a bit more distinct. Um, but yeah, I I do like, and the selection was really nice. And obviously, we have talked previously about the Pear David's deer storyline, mm-hmm. yep. which is really interesting. Camels, really interesting. Nil, something really interesting. <laughs> um, and it's just it's a nice big kind of interesting section of of deer. Yeah. Um,
1: And it's nice because people do have that tendency to go oh it's just some deer. It's mm -hmm. nice that you can say well no the fun fact about here is the most endangered animal in the park is in here and it's one of the deer. So it's always a nice thing to kind of throw in there as you're driving through.
0: Yes I think so. And I think like yeah deer as we said in the deer centre zoo like people don't think about deer enough. They're really interesting. Mm. They're beautiful creatures and people should talk about them more because they're Fantastic. Um, And yeah, I really, really appreciated that. Um, And that kind of, though, brings you to the end.
1: It does, but we've forgotten something.
0: Which was, in fact, before we leave... Because we... at
1: this point, you could drive out of the drive through and leave. Yes. You know, yes. that kind of takes you I guess you on we'll a
0: transition into bonus stuff. Okay. We can transition it and then it feels like we haven't... And then we can pretend we haven't forgotten something, even though we did forget to mention <laughs> it before.
1: It's because the bird section of the park is kind yes. of separate from everything else. It's way over on the other side of the car park. So if you didn't know it was there, you might You'd almost miss it. Miss it. Yeah. So, but bonus do not stuff. miss it because it's such a good place.
0: At this point, we did leave and that was the end of our journey. But bonus stuff. hmm Birds. We went birds. to the bird show, which in which they flew an owl.
1: Yes, a little barn owl. A
0: barn owl and a vulture thing. Was a it a vulture
1: not? at the end a and vulture. in the middle? Two who kites was in the middle. Yes, it was a two kites show. Two kites, yep. not kites. Not as in let's go fly a kite, kite from Mary Poppins, as in like a kite, like the, the bird of prey. Yes,
0: um, and so no, it was really interesting and it was really nice. And like the guy who was doing the presenting, you could tell he'd done that a million times before, and mm-hmm. he was just so comfortable with the birds and like. Yeah knowing what he was doing and like it was just it was a really nice good show nice mm-hmm. excellent little bonus thing
1: and I love this because not as a worker but as a just as a visitor mm-hmm. um, from my childhood I remember the thing you remember is like the drive through mm-hmm. the boat to Chimp Island which no longer runs the sea lion show which isn't on at the, in the moment. moment, in its old form. Yes. Um, and so the Bird of Prey show was kind of like a hark to the past, and I remember yeah. loving it when I was young, and I still love it now. And that area of the park is stunning, because it's mm-hmm. down at the kind of big lock, and mm-hmm. just beautiful. Perfect place for what a Bird of Prey show. What was the
0: story as well, with, like, you and the owls, or something, and, like, you were terrified of birds, or you were terrified of human interaction Yeah, when so younger. when
1: I was little, and I mean really little to the point where I can barely even remember, <laughs> the think it was at Blair Drummond I don't know where else I would have been I was with my family somewhere at one of these bird of prey shows mm-hmm. and they asked for some audience volunteers to like come down and be part of the show mm-hmm. and I was a very shy child like <laughs> so painfully shy I was once mm-hmm. described as um so I would never volunteer for stuff like that normally and I was a bit scared of animals and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and when we went to Blair Drummond they asked for a volunteer and my family tell me the story to this day that my hand shot up before they even realised what was happening. I'd been picked and I'd run away down to the front and they were all absolutely baffled because I would never normally do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I've loved birds of prey ever since. And you know, they used to do stuff like, I don't think they do this now, but they used to like take them round like, shopping centres and stuff. Yes. Not Blair Drummond, like, I just yes. need people. Like, people and be, have
0: like Birds of Prey, Or, yes. like,
1: at events and fairs and stuff, you could, like, hold a Bird of Prey and get your little Polaroid picture taken. Mm. I had a little Polaroid picture of me with an owl on my fridge my whole childhood. Aww. And it was, like, one animal, birds were one animal that I was not scared of when I was growing up. I just loved Birds of Prey. And that's why whenever anyone says, what would your spirit animal be? I always say a Bird of Prey. Because I've always loved them. Interesting. Mm there's a little random tangent there about my life but yeah. I, yeah I just love this space as well and it's good because you've got the kind of bird of prey i don't want to call it center but you know the place where the yes. birds of prey yeah. are um and that gets closed during the show obviously because the presenters yeah. have to bring the birds on and off but you're right they're such a just such a slick team like you can tell they've done it for ages and they know those birds so well and they're so comfortable and they're great with the audience and mm-hmm. it's always fantastic so good so professional just brilliant
0: yeah, I love it. And speaking of the last bonus thing uh-huh. that I wanted to mention, the relative of the birds, the dinosaurs.
1: Oh, the dinosaurs. The How dinosaurs. forget the dinosaurs? And
0: I will... I'm going to take the lead on this one. Go for it. Because I have thoughts on yep. dinosaurs. Go,
1: you give all your thoughts about the
0: dinosaurs. I, dinosaurs are now a common theme across many zoos. Mm-hmm. Whether they be temporary exhibits or full-time installations, yep. massive, plastic... Or fabric or some kind of dinosaurs. Yeah, it's just are the thing common just things. now, isn't it? And I've seen them here, I saw them in the US, I've seen them all over the place, and people love them. Now, on one hand, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get the appeal for like kids, because when I was younger, I would have loved that. Mm-hmm. I would have thought it was just amazing and it was just fantastic, and it was just like wonderful. On the other hand, it's like zoos have gone oh, we're going to do something cool and special. Yeah, but they've all all done it at the same time. (laughs) But they've all got plastic dinosaurs. And I'm like, that's great. But I'm starting to look, I feel like I've lost any sense of wonder at these things now because I've seen them so many times over so many places in pretty much exactly the same way. Mm. And so this display was fantastic and really good in terms of like dinosaur displays. But I really do feel like we need to stop this trend
1: Mm -hmm. So that's not like specific it's to Blair Drummond. It's not a specific it's Blair thing. It's like when we talked to about... All zoos. <laughs> exactly.
0: When we talked about like Christmas lights in the Chester Zoo, Rizou, yeah. that was not a specific Chester thing. This is a more wide thing yeah, We're like, in terms of like it. Blair Drummond, this is a really good display of dinosaurs. However, mm-hmm. I'm fed up looking at <laughs> dinosaurs. I'm so sorry zoos who all think it's really creative and wonderful, but you've all got them. Yeah, and it's gotten to the point where it's not creative or special anymore, and it's not wonderful. It's not as good as you think it is. Whatever yeah. the marketing team think they're doing with it, I just think they're really good. But you, it's not a like creative genius idea anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing over and over and over and like over again florals
1: for spring groundbreaking, groundbreaking. exactly <laughs>
0: dinosaurs for children groundbreaking yeah like I've I seen do normally so love the times. dinosaurs
1: normally and I do, I'm like the I, one
0: slagging them off and you're defending them no but I do like I like dinosaurs and I love dinosaurs and I see this is my dilemma and my inner debate is like I, I love dinosaurs I as a child would love displays like this but as an adult looking at this This is no longer a creative, wonderful enterprise. This is a copy and paste exercise across Mm. every zoo in the UK. Which I'm done looking at. See, my (laughs) thought with the dinosaurs is
1: I'm the opposite of you because I was not a dinosaur child. Uh I have never seen Jurassic Park. I don't care. I'm not interested, (laughs) right? I hold my hands up. I, I I don't need it. I don't need the dinos in my life. But the one thing that I will say about Blair Drummond that makes me not mind their dinosaurs in a way yeah. that is better than I feel about other zoos that have them, is that I think they have done well in putting them in a space that otherwise wasn't used for anything. Yes. Whereas yes. sometimes really be,
0: it's not a very, it can't really be used yeah. for
1: anything else. Whereas sometimes you go somewhere and it's like, well, these plastic dinosaurs are taking up space that animals could be in or they're right in the middle of where animals are and it's annoying and that bugs me. Whereas with this, it's like, well, they're over here next to the picnic benches if they weren't there, probably I think it used to just be more picnic benches. So like that's quite a good use of space. You might as well put them in there. Mm. So I don't take as much issue with them as I have in and other places. In
0: terms of dinosaur displays, I do think Blair Drummond was one of the best ones I've seen. It is good, yeah. It's really good, and I and think kids
1: that, love it. Like they this really is the do. thing.
0: Like so, I'm just like I'm conflicted. Yeah, I'm conflicted, Jodie, and I don't know how to like. I honestly think like a dinosaur display would be a better pull for something like a botanic garden, where. Botanic gardens are really hard to get kids to engage with because Mm. plants are historically just quite a difficult thing to get kids to do. Where zoos don't
1: really need dinosaurs to draw kids in because the animals do that themselves. Yes. Yeah, maybe. And one thing that does bug me sometimes as a (laughs) bugbear when I'm at work is that that's all kids want to go and see they want to go and see the plastic dinosaurs and it's like but you've got like rhinos and lions over there like go and see the animals and they just and want to go see the dinosaurs and that's
0: a tricky thing because I feel like the pathway into conservation for so many people is like when you're younger loving dinosaurs and then you develop a love for animals and then you end up in yeah, a conservation career it is so you don't tricky. want to shut that path down I know but it is I don't know it's a question that I can't answer and I would need to do a lot of research about to answer fully yeah. but I just think in terms of like change if your whole there are PhD Jack.
1: This is, this is the question yeah, well, it's about dinosaurs honestly, and their engagement like
0: zoos <laughs> (laughs) if you're out there listening and you're thinking about getting like a plastic dinosaur, please. No. Yeah. Do something else. I don't mind see, this is the thing, I wouldn't mind if they did like a mythical creatures Mm -hmm. or like a legends or like even just like moving forward, like ancient mammals. Or like ancient, like sea creatures, even just something different, like maybe like big, massive, like sculptures of creepy crawlies that are like blown up to like huge size. Something I wouldn't mind that as a concept as like a display. I Mm -hmm. think the 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 real issue and root of the issue is. Everyone has done exactly the same thing to the point it's no longer creative.
1: And I think a lot of that's obviously come off the back of like Jurassic World coming out a few years ago, and that's what sparked it. Because suddenly everyone loves dinosaurs again, and kids, it's cool again. You know, for kids. Um. So everyone's done it at the same time. So yes, you're right. It's not personal to Blair Drummond. It's just a general zoo (laughs) thing. We we were done with the dinos. We are. We
0: are. But. On that note, <laughs> uh, it is time to to wrap up with our two stars and a wish and a word of the Rizzou. Now, obviously for you, it's mm, tricky because tricky. you work there. Because yeah. you, So there is this kind of awkward dyna- dynamic of like, can you say a wish when you yeah. work there? I'm happy to like do the whole thing. But if you have thoughts on stars, perhaps, then okay. you could okay. jump in on those. Yes, do that. So do, do you that. want to start with your two stars and then I'll come in afterwards?
1: My, one of my stars has to go to the Bird of Prey area, uh-huh. both for just the area itself and for the show, for reasons I've just explained. I just mm. love it. It's always fantastic. And it's, as I say, it's that thing that reminds me of Childhood. loving it as a child yep. and I still love it as an adult and it's that connection is still there. Mm. Lovely.
0: And then... Part two of that second star?
1: Part two would be. Mm, let me think about part two. You give me your. Okay, your okay,
0: so for me, my first star, I think, would be the whole setup of the centre section which is food and toys and games because I don't think usually I pick animals mm-hmm. but I think this section in particular like was a really good family section that added value to for money mm-hmm. and we didn't really touch on it but ticket price like, you can tell this is very aimed at families mm-hmm. and I think it caters well to a family market and that particular section of like games and play parks and restaurants and dinosaurs um, is a real <laughs> celebration of like what's good for kids and families mm-hmm. so that would be like my First star.
1: Okay. I think my number two... I'm going to have to give it to the lemurs. <laughs> Sorry. My, my, I think my number my, two... <laughs> I think my second star... There we go. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it to the lemurs. Okay. Just because... Which
0: particular lemurs are all? All of them. Okay.
1: All of the lemurs. Although I do love lemur land. I just okay. like that as a little concept. I like that it's separate. Feels like a little island because you go over the bridge. Um, like Madagascar, perhaps. Mm. Island theme going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like the lemurs because... I think I've talked about this before but just that I found this like newfound love for them mm-hmm. by working there and working up close with them and like yeah. just appreciating them in a way that I didn't before and as we've said it's impressive when obviously the point of a zoo is to inspire anyone to have this new connection mm-hmm. but when you can do it to someone who's already an animal person and find new things for them to love it's quite impressive mm. I like that mm. I, like
0: I think my second star completely differently to that Would just be the fact that, like, it's Blair Drummond is never afraid to invest money back into itself. And I think what's nice is that, like, I can see in the years that I've not been there what's happened. And it feels like every year there's been a major development project, Mm -hmm. pretty much, of like, they've they've changed something, they've done something. So my second story was more of a conceptual one of like, I like the fact they clearly care about what they do and they want to make sure that they are doing the Best they can in terms yeah. of the animal welfare, and you're right, they're not and...
1: afraid to spend money because I feel like yeah. a lot of places are like, Oh, we don't have the budget for that. And it's like sometimes, not that it's all about making money, but it's like that. What's the saying? You have to spend, spend money, money to, to make, make money. money, yeah, like you know, and you do, you especially if you, you are just
0: spend money to make conservation somewhere value
1: somewhere that's a bit older and's been around for a while, you have to keep it new and fresh and exciting, mm-hmm. and, and also just to keep up the standard you know and i think they they do do that they recognize when something's maybe getting a bit old and they they replace it we're replacing it yeah
0: i like that i like like the level of care especially in somewhere that is very family focused because you know kids will rip things and punch things and tear things and break things and smash things and so having the ability and the willingness to invest means that nothing looks like it's had kids rip it apart Mm -hmm. which is actually really nice and really really good Mm However, having said that, moving on to my wish, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess my wish for Blair Drummond would be to change. Uh, the only thing I've really targeted in on is the the, the guide for the the um, yeah for the, the drive through because I remember when I was younger the guidebooks for Blade Drummond were fantastic.
1: I remember as well. Having they were them, brilliant. They were big and had pictures in had them. Pictures yeah. and like
0: all sorts of activities and like they were fantastic and maybe they're moving away from a guidebook format for whatever reason if mm-hmm. they want to save paper but you've also just handed me one, two, three, four, five, six, six sheets of paper anyway. <laughs> so if you're trying to do a recycling thing, maybe this isn't the route to go down. Maybe mm-hmm. you could do some kind of like audio guide for the reserve or you could do some kind of app situation. So if it's, if the reason to make it a short guide is to do that, maybe move away from this concept entirely and try something new. But if you're not afraid to give out paper and you want to give out these guides for people to take away and kind of have as a memento, I'd expand them slightly and mm. just do a bit more with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe even have a paid version versus a free version for like the people who are like really into it. Yeah, just kind of offer more options in terms of information there because I do think that this is good. But limited in its usefulness, it's it, particularly in terms of like identifying certain species for people who are like not animal people.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair.
0: So that would be my yeah, that would be my my thought. Um, and so yes, word of the razoo tricky of the Rizu, yeah. because it is like a really beautiful, wonderful park, but I can't think of a word. This it's family focused. It's fun we've it's had like, that before though have we just have we just oh, had fun had, have we had, had fun have had family have we had fun I don't
1: know
0: have we had it was freezing cold when we went no um, yeah. I don't Even know for it
1: being freezing cold in the winter it was still good
0: yeah it was so good day. I would say it was fun I think fun it's a simple word yeah but I think I was to sum up my day at Blair Drummond in one phrase it
1: was like yeah that was fun and do you know what coming from us that's quite good
0: because (laughs) normally we're very serious and we're like well Well,
1: yeah but like when you're going in as zoo people being like oh you know got our little zoo glasses on Mm. it's quite nice especially as in a place that where the fun (laughs) is aimed at children for the adults to still go that was really fun actually it's quite good you're hitting you're clearly hitting everyone there
0: exactly exactly so we'll go with fun
1: yeah let's go with that
0: no that brings us to the end
1: it does We have talked
0: for almost two hours in a resume that was meant to be an hour, but we've we've gone through it. We've done it all. It'll come out. We'll see. And we were
1: like, this is going to be shorter because it's only going to be you talking because I'm not going to be saying much, but it's been longer than usual.
0: Oh, well. We tried our best. Hopefully um, I haven't
1: said anything that will get me fired. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: I think we've been very positive, actually. And I've really enjoyed talking about Blair Drummond. And I can't cute. wait to go back. And I would like to request, formally on the podcast, Jodie's Bosses, if you are listening. I would be more than happy to come and do a, a, a visitor um, experience, perhaps a keeper for the day. <laughs> um, If you'd like me to come along, I have given you free advertising. Um, I see. So this is your so Yes, I can be bribed. Um, for good reviews. <laughs> no I'm <joking>. uh, <laughs> Um but like, yes, um I I will I might turn up one day while you're doing these things, and just be like Jody, let me feed a giraffe. And you'll say, No. Absolutely not. No, give <laughs> give me the ticket price, then yes. Uh but um no, I yeah, I will turn up and I can't wait to see you in action again at Blair Drummond this mm-hmm. year. Um But on that note we should wrap up. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, You can find the podcast on all streaming sites. So you can subscribe there, leave us a nice review, do whatever you want to do on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts and on them all, you can find us there. You can also find us on social media at Pangolin Podcast on everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, them all. And you can also find uh, me on Twitter at OnlyJackBaker and on uh, Instagram at theonlyjackbaker. So I'm all over the place.
1: You are indeed. (laughs) I am. I am prolific. Um,
0: And on that note, we should probably wrap up. So once again, thank you so much for everybody for listening. Thank you, Jodie, for joining me again. And yes, until next time, goodbye. Bye.